This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Hope and Health. I'm Dr. Mark, as you know. I'm missing my compadre, my companion, my best friend, my spare rib, and my prime rib, Dr. Michelle, tonight. Unfortunately, we are dividing and conquering, so she'll be back with me next week. And we have got an amazing, incredible show planned for you as well, like always. Um, We're going to begin a really interesting subject tonight, which I'll tell you more about in just a moment, but this idea of bone health. And so we're going to kind of conduct this in two parts. Tonight will be one part, and then next week will be another. But we're really excited about being with you because the more we've traveled around the country and around the world, getting to know many of you out there, we're um, increasingly uh, grateful for each of you and just the part you play in our lives. We want you to know that we appreciate and we honor each and every encounter that we have with you when we're out and about. We show up and see many of you at the Reawaken America tours, uh, you know, see in the, in the lobby, in the, um, in the vendor area, even in the uh, auditorium or sanctuaries, wherever we are, you come up and say how much you enjoy our program and say, hey, I watch your show. I'm very grateful and just humbled by that. And, um, we, you know, just uh, want you to know how much we appreciate that from the heart. You know, we are we are who we are, and uh, <laughs> there's no way around around that. Um, we're grateful to um, to Dave and Amanda and um, Christine and you know Chris, the whole His Glory Amanda Grace family. We're so honored to be a part of your lives, and um, just thank you for being our good friends. And so, as we continue in our Hope and Health um, series, of course, we want you to really know that the importance of this thing called hope and health is, these are at the epitome in the forefront today. People are being bombarded with a bunch of negativity, uh, a bunch of, um, you know, doom and gloom. And you're also being bombarded with all of the thoughts and processes and threats of death and getting sick. And so these are two attack points of the enemy that uh, the devil wants to take away your hope and he wants to take away your health. And so if we can give you a fresh infusion of this thing called hope and this thing called health, uh, we really want to do that. So um, we hope that you'll sit back and enjoy uh, the next several minutes as we go into our subject for tonight. And uh, we'll keep these things going. And uh, anytime you guys want to hear something about a particular subject matter, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know, there's many ways you can reach out to us through the different feeds in these uh, broadcasts. Uh, certainly through the podcast, there's ways to contact us. You can reach out to us as well at Sherwood.tv and make sure that you contact us. Let you know just, you know, hey, I want to hear about this or I want to hear about this or I enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy this so much. So we'll we'll be very responsive to that, uh, of course. So we're going to begin tonight with this idea of bone basics. And the, a bone is important because it is the structure that holds things up. And we'll talk more about the logistics and specifics in that in just a moment. But we really want you to understand how significant it is uh, in today's world because we're seeing a massive amount of bone loss. I know you've heard of that before, but frankly, folks, bone loss should not occur one single time in one single person. There are specific reasons for that, and I want you to really go into that. So we're going to, again, call this Bone Basics a two-part series, and so uh, tonight we'll do our best, as time allows, to really go into the 
uh, types of bones that we have and and some bone um, education, uh, what causes bone loss. And then as time goes on, we'll uh, cover how you build and maintain bones. So kind of our general outline, if you will, over the next couple of weeks is going to be this. We're going to talk about bone education, what causes bone loss, and what's required to maintain bones. And that's either going to be the next week or the next week, depending on how much time we get through. Because I really want you to get this tonight. So we're not going to really roll through this. So it may take us three series to get through, but just know that this is going to be a two or three part series. And so we're going to jump in the middle of this and we want to really get some good solid education on bones and what they do. And so let's talk for a moment, if if we will, on the bare bones of bones. And we talk about the bare bones of bones. Uh, bones, they make up our thing we call a skeleton. The skeleton has basically two compartments. Many of you have heard the axial, A-X-I-A-L, axial. That's a skull and a spine. Now, the bones that come off and out of the spine, the appendages and the rib cage, that's called the peripheral. So there are two compartments of the skeleton, the axial and the peripheral. Now, believe it or not, there's a total of 206 bones in the adult body. Isn't that crazy to think about? There's two types of bones. One bone is called the compact bone. It's called the hard outer layer, and we'll show you a diagram in just a minute of what that is. And it's about 80% of our bone mass or our bone density and weight. The other part of the bone, um, other than the compact, is called the cancellous. So again, there's two compartments of the skeleton, axial, and peripheral, and two types of bone. Compact, the hard outer layer, and cancellous, the spongy inner bone. So when you think about this idea of bone anatomy, you want to kind of understand the two parts, the compact and the cancellous. And it's very important to understand this in uh, our education process because we want to understand why bone is lost so much and really understanding that bone is actually alive. Did you know that? So it's a living, breathing thing that has um, a, a blood supply. So with that said, let's get into a little bit of a diagram here where you can kind of see this compact, the cancellous, and where the circulation is in the bone and what it kind of looks like. So here's a cool diagram we can check out, right? So here we are. We can see starting at the left, the red marrow, which is in and out of the spongy bone. Remember, that was called the cancellous. As we move to the right from there, we see that within that, there are certain nerves and blood vessels. So believe it or not, the bone does have a small blood and nerve supply. That's why you feel things. Now, as you move there, you also see the yellow marrow, Again, the marrow has a function. We'll talk about that probably in future episodes. And then we see the compact bone, the compact bone. Now, these bones have certain um, other components that you'll see there. One is called the endosteum and the periosteum. And then you can see within the red marrow, within the spongy bone, kind of coming out at you there, you can see something called the trabeculi. So we see mainly, I want you to see the two types of bones here that we're talking about. One is called the spongy and one is called the compact. Again, the compact, as you can see, is the hard outer layer and that makes up 80% once again of the bone mass. And then we have this 
spongy bone, which is called the cancellus. And again, that makes up, obviously, that are 20%. So know that bone is building and bone is being torn down all the time. So interestingly enough, bone health is something we don't think about a lot, but we understand that really it is a major problem today in our world. We'll see a minute that some statistics on this idea of osteoporosis. Did you know it's even common, not just in ladies, but also men. So when we look at these ideas, more of the just bone health in general, I want you to know uh, a couple of things. So check this out. It is important, as we know, to keep us upright. Remember, you can't stand up without bone. It also supports and even protects some of your organ systems. The ribcage cover is going to cover your heart and your vital organs. Isn't that cool the way that works? It's like your initial, like your God-centered armor. Isn't that kind of cool? I've made jokes before that people can't stand up without a spine. And there are many, many meanings to that, folks. So kind of understand what I'm just talking about. Um, Understand that initial bone loss, when we start to have this um, loss of the building of bone, we get this thing called osteopenia developed. That's the initial stages of bone loss before we become osteoporotic. So it's osteopenic then osteoporotic. And that's when these fracture risks increase. And a lot of these fractures are, are terrible. For example, you know, osteoporosis, when it, you, get, you get this full-fledged bone loss or negative, which we'll talk about in just a moment, um, this can be a fatal disease because one, just one single hip fracture can represent as much as 80% mortality. Now, what I mean by that is that can be an 80% increase of death risk. So if you get one hip fracture, there's an 80% chance you won't get back up again. Isn't that significant when we think about this idea of bone loss? So we understand that osteoporosis, and again, we'll talk about this in future episodes, it should not, absolutely should not exist one single time in our world. And I find it tragic that it does. And so we know that um, bone loss is is not that mysterious or confusing. Uh, it's a process, or not, is it not inescapable? It means we can avoid this. It really is a process that uh, we have in our bones of removing old bones and replacing it with new bones. And we know that bone itself can renew about 10% per year in a healthy skeleton. Now, that is important to understand because when we talk about this idea of bone and bone health, it's a big deal, folks. Many times we absolutely don't get this, and I find it extremely tragic because too many people are walking around with um, this bone loss. They don't have to. And so when I start talking about some statistics in a moment, you're going to be going, wow, I had no idea it was that common. So bones are super important. I wanted to give you a little bit of a review on bones. So stay right with us after this break. We'll come right back and we'll continue with our discussion on the bones. Don't go away. Hi, friends. Dr. Michelle Sherwood here. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Many people know about our clinic, but we also have a desire to help people who can't personally visit us, but still want to take steps towards better health. Our two-week health reset is a great first step and requires no video appointments or tests. With our health reset, you will get 
28 detox shakes to provide the ideal nutritional foundation, 28 supplement packs with key nutrients, and access to daily videos where we encourage you along the two-week process. Our health reset plan is usually $180. Now, it's just $169 with your promo code. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use promo code HOPEHEALTH to receive this exclusive offer. Take a simple step and let us guide you on the road to feel better. Welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed the first section, a little bit of bone. Uh, we're kind of getting into this. This is going to be a probably a, a, a two to three part series on bones and bone health in general. We've kind of taken this from the standpoint of, you know, a little bit of bone education, bone anatomy, if you will. Remember in, in segment one, we talked about the two different uh, types of bones, the compact bone and the cancellous bone. The compact bone being that hard outer layer that covers about 80% of our bone mass and the cancellous, uh, which is going to be the spongy bone inside, which makes up all the other. And we talked about our diagram that showed you there's actually a nerve supply and a blood supply to bones along with a bone marrow as well. So bones are really alive and this idea of building bone, remember we talked about this ability to build bone about 10% brand new bone per year. And again, in future episodes, we're going to give you the keys to maintaining good bone health, which is super important. But as we talk about this going forward, it's very important to understand that bone health needs to be managed just like the rest of your health. And so don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Put effort into managing your bones because without the bones holding up our bodies, we can't stand and we don't have the protection from our bone structure that we should have. So more bone facts. Check this out. Osteoblast, as we know. I want you to remember the term blast as building. Blast, build. So these blasts, this osteoblastic activity, lays down and builds bone. We also know there's something called osteoclast. I want you to think osteo Clastic activity is it's going to help in breaking down old bone for the process of remodeling. So is osteoclastic activity bad all the time? Of course it's not bad because its job is to properly break down older bone in preparation for newer bone to build. So blast build, like let's blast on some new bone, and let's grab off clast some old bone. So there's blastic activity, and there's clastic activity. However, when the clastic activity outranks or gets larger than the blast, in other words, we end up breaking down more old bone than we yield new bone, if that happens, the bones are going to become extremely frail and ex and begin to crumble. Now, this is what we would call, many say, is a normal process of aging. A normal process of aging. I said that twice because I want you to think about what I just said. Is it normal and does it have to be normal? The answer is no. Why do we have to accept the idea that osteopenia, remember that's the initial loss of bone, or osteoporosis is a normal process. Folks, it is not a normal process. Quite frankly, it's a very abnormal process that should not begin. So knowledge in teaching you how to do this is super important. So 
We're going to give you more and more knowledge about what causes bone loss. And then finally, we're going to give you some more knowledge on how to maintain and actually build new bone. So I'm going to say this one more time. We do not have to have osteoporosis. It can indeed be reversed. It can be reversed, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big deal because many people are told that it can't be. And we'll also talk about uh, a little bit later about how different medications uh, we take for bones don't really create uh, less fracture risk. They might build new bone, but they don't create less fracture risk because of varying uh, things, which I'll describe in a moment. But just know that the, the the cells in the bone, these osteoblastic cells, we need to keep those things going. There are things we can do, we have control over to make that happen. And there's some things that actually would contribute to more osteoclastic activity that are outside of us that even we do. So again, when osteoclastic activity outweighs or outranks the osteoblastic activity, we began to have this trajectory of bone loss and that would lead into first osteopenia and then again you would transgress into this idea of osteoporosis. Now how bad is osteoporosis anyway? Is it as bad as they say? Are we painting a picture that's completely unnecessary or is it very valid? Let's take a look at some of the recent statistics that I was able to pull off for you right here. Check this out. Under the idea of how bad is that question, it is indeed, as many have said, a major health threat for an estimated 44 million Americans. I didn't say thousand, I said 44 million Americans, or for more than half of those people 50 years of age or older. So if you're 50, 50, age, 50 years of age or older, you have the higher risk of osteoporosis, which makes sense, and you become an incredible uh, increased risk for fracture. Now, notice bullet point two. Women over the age of 50 are most likely to develop osteoporosis, and this condition is four times more likely in women than men. Why would that be? Let's think through that for a moment. I want you to think about this. What happens... When women get to the age of about 50, and what happens when men get to the age of about 50? I'll do women first. When women get to the age of about 50, you begin to have this experience called menopause, when your menstrual cycles pause. And what happens when your menstrual cycles pause is you lose the production of your sex steroid hormone, predominantly estradiol, progesterone, and testosterone. Well, interestingly enough, in ladies, the testosterone production is taken over in a small part by the adrenal glands. But oh, not enough, because hormones' presence is necessary to signal the bone marrow and the bone to build. Isn't that crazy? So hormone adequacy or hormone efficiency creates the scenario where you have good osteo blastic activity that's able to go above and beyond the osteoclastic activity. So as long as we have hormone presence, we have good potential bone building and bone development and bone maintenance. However, 50 years old, you see that something crazy happens. So the condition in ladies goes up four times higher at the age of 50. So we see that happening when menopause hits and men 
lose hormones too. It's just not as rapid. They don't go off the cliff, as I like to say. But men go down a slow descent. Women go off a cliff. And that's why the idea of osteoporosis hits women more than men. Additionally, men have more muscles and probably bigger bones to start with because bigger muscles yield bigger bones. Bones and muscles go hand in hand. And we'll talk more about that when we get into the idea of how to build new bone because building muscles is very uh, congruent with actually building new bone. So osteoporosis is a bad deal, especially for ladies, but men can get it too. And we've caught it so many times that men are actually losing bone for a lot of factors that are other than hormone. Hormone loss is a big one. Other factors, including medications, which we'll talk about in just a few moments, um, or maybe probably actually next week, we're not going to get to that tonight, but um, are, are going to be a big deal. But osteoporosis is a terrible situation. Check out this uh, balance of the statistics. How much does it cost? Osteoporosis and these bone breaks that we have from it cost patients, their families, and the healthcare system $19 billion annually. $19 billion annually. Now, trajectory-wise and projection-wise, by 2025, that $19 billion is going to grow. And we see experts now predict that osteoporosis will be responsible for 3 million fractures, resulting in an expense or cost of $25 billion. So you see there an increase of more than 20% cost expenditures on fracture-related health care by the year 2025 from right now, which is 2022. So we need to understand this is a bad, horrific scenario that we need to be able to reverse. As stated, we need to know that it is not impossible to build bone and rebuild bone and recover from osteoporosis or reverse osteoporosis. And certainly we need to understand how to do that. But we also need to understand, first of all, what is it that really causes this thing called bone loss? And there are many, many things. So we'll just start right here. Check this list out. This is a big list. What causes bone loss? It's really not this mysterious uh, process, as I said, or, or inescapable. Uh, that's something we can do nothing about. Our bodies are really programmed, if you will, to create these things called healthy bones that are lives. We must, however, have adequate knowledge about bone health to take control of the strength of our bones in order for them to be strong so they'll not fracture easily as we age. Now, no one, and I mean no one, needs to experience the frightening disease of osteoporosis. What we need to know is how to prevent it. And we will show you that soon. But check this list out of what can create bone loss. Modern lifestyle with inactivity and stress. There's that acidic standard American diet, SAD. Excess salt, isn't that fascinating? Refined sugars, inflammatory fats. We'll talk about what that is next week. And excess alcohol. And man, look at that medications. That is crazy to think about. So when we think about all these things that contribute to bone loss, uh, I know I've got you hanging on your seat. We've given you a history of bones, an anatomy of bones, what it all means, what is osteoporosis, the types of bones, the type of skeletal uh, we have. And now we're talking about this thing that contributes to the 
loss of bones. And I want you to stay with us and, and really stay with this pattern because we're going to come back next week and we're going to talk about in detail all of these seven key points to what contribute to bone loss. Then follow that up. We're going to give you the answers to how to maintain and build new bones. I hope you've enjoyed our episode tonight. I know we've kind of wet your whistle by intentionality, and hopefully you'll join us next week, same time, same place, right here on Hope and Health. We'll see you back. We love you. Good night. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv 